If you're over 40, I want to offer you a personal recommendation. Add nitric oxide support to your daily health regimen. You've heard me talk about nitric oxide before. It has a critical impact on the health of your circulatory system, which is critical cardiovascular, cognitive, and even sexual health. We're all born with the ability to make adequate levels of nitric oxide, but as we age, our production goes down and the efficiency of our body's critical systems are affected. To address my own levels and the levels of my patients, I use Berkeley Life's Nitric Oxide Support Supplement. Berkeley Life's Easy 2 Capsule Daily Regimen offers a consistent dose of dietary nitrates, the key ingredient that our bodies need to regain healthy levels of nitric oxide. If you're over 40 or treating blood pressure or erectile dysfunction, I suggest you add Berkeley Life to your routine. You can access Berkeley Life by going to berkeleylife.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman for a special on Berkeley Life's nitric oxide support products and enjoy the boost in nitric oxide that I and my patients all enjoy. Again, that's berkeleylife.com slash Hoffman and use code Hoffman for special access to Berkeley Life. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for downloading these podcasts. And if you want to email me, email me questions, topics of interest, you may do so. Questions at drhoffman.net. That's questions at drhoffman.net. Are you suffering from fatigue? A lot of people are suffering from fatigue. And fatigue it suggests, there are reports that suggest that one-fifth of primary care visits involve fatigue as a symptom. So what is fatigue? When you're fatigued, your quality of life's morning routines turn into energy-draining chores. Sometimes you have trouble getting out of bed. Work can become unbearable, and personal relationships might decline. If you're not up to doing anything, getting together, being social, that's how your personal relationships might decline. So what can be done to help this? Functional medicine, which is what we do, functional medicine and nutrition, integrative and functional medicine and nutrition is what we do, is uniquely positioned to help people with fatigue. This is a model of care that examines an individual's life course for the underlying causes and to help people change their lifestyle, to promote improved function and quality of life. Fatigue statistics in the United States, while it's not particularly surprising, illuminate some interesting trends. I mean... If you yourself don't suffer from fatigue, you know at least two people that do. During 2010 to 2011, 15.3% of American women and 10% of men reported feeling very tired or exhausted in the past three months. Specifically, women aged 18 to 44 were nearly twice as likely as men of the same age, of that same age group, to report feeling very tired 
were exhausted. And these numbers have only increased over the years. A recent poll found that 38% of Americans were poorly rested at least four days a week. And according to a 2017 National Safety Council survey-based report, 97% of respondents reported at least one risk factor for fatigue. The survey found that 43% of Americans don't get enough sleep to mitigate critical risks that can jeopardize safety at work and on the roads. You don't want to be driving when you're tired. And including the ability to think clearly, make informed decisions, and be productive. I, You've heard me say, if you listen to this podcast, or my patients have often heard me say, I'll have you on the best diet, the best eating program, exercise prescription, drinking pure, clean, filtered water, getting sunshine. But if you're not going to sleep well, you're not going to function well. And you will suffer from fatigue. Your immune system will suffer. Your ability to think clearly will suffer. If you're complaining of brain fog and things like that, we need to look at your sleep. Fatigue may rank as one of the most frustrating symptoms for both patients and providers. One of the key recommendations for patients with fatigue has been exercise. Yet for some patients, that can make symptoms worse. Now that person, when exercise makes it worse, they've got some adrenal uh, depletion going on. And that has everything to do with fatigue. When your adrenals are, are kind of really depleted, fatigue is the symptom. So one underlying cause of fatigue is mitochondrial dysfunction. And we now know fatigue is a frequent symptom in mitochondrial disease. Now the mitochondria, you know, is the powerhouse of every cell in your body. It's the furnace, the power center of the cells in your body. And when that mitochondria isn't working well, fatigue will ensue. In a survey of patient perceived fatigue, compared to patients with chronic fatigue syndrome, which is different, 32% of mitochondrial disease patients reported severe limiting fatigue, and 62% reported excessive symptomatic fatigue. Healthy mitochondrial function is akin to the amount of pressure the foot puts on the gas pedal. It's true. Low level, low levels of our cellular energy currency known as ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate, our cellular energy currency, ATP, low levels of it, lead to having weak metabolism and feeling slow. More ATP allows us to experience life with more energy and vitality. Improving mitochondrial function or correcting dysfunction can increase the amount of ATP energy for use by cells and improve fatigue symptoms. In a review of research articles on mitochondrial disease, carnitine, L-carnitine, is the most studied 
mitochondrial function marker. The most studied enzyme is CoQ10. Patients with mitochondrial myopathy who received L-carnitine daily for two months enjoyed an increase in their pain tolerance limit and oxygen consumption during constant exercise. Damage to the mitochondria from inflammation also implicated in the fatigue felt by patients with neuroinflammation, chronic fatigue, and some autoimmune conditions. Even in healthy individuals, CoQ10 supplementation may reduce the symptoms of physical fatigue. Now, I want to tell you, if your mitochondria is small or not functioning well, you could add carnitine, you could add CoQ10, you could start to feel better. But if you're finding that the supplements aren't taking you all the way, you really need to reevaluate your diet. If you're on a high-carb diet, a regular standard American 50 55%, 60% carbohydrates in your diet every day, you're operating on a blood sugar burning metabolism. Your mitochondria don't have much work to do. So they kind of shrink, they kind of sleep, if you will. But when you put yourself in a fat burning metabolism called lipolysis ketosis by embarking on a much lower carbohydrate diet, your mitochondria not only increase in size, because now you're burning fat for energy. Now your mitochondria have something to do. Remember, they are the furnace. It's like adding more wood into your fireplace, right? More gasoline. That's what we're talking about. Not only does your mitochondria get bigger, your cells make more mitochondria. How fabulous is that? So the reason you may suffer from fatigue could be that you're eating wrong. You're just eating too many carbohydrates and you're sleepy all the time. A 2012 study suggests that chronic exposure to reduced sleep, which is less than six hours per day, and insufficient time for recovery sleep could have gradual dangerous effects, leading to alterations in the neuroendocrine, immune, and inflammatory systems. Fatigue is also frequent in patients with diabetes, and this symptom appears to be more prominent in type 2 diabetes rather than type 1. Chronic inflammation represents one characteristic of type 2 diabetes that may contribute to fatigue symptoms. Again, there are lots of different reasons for fatigue. I'm telling you about some of them. And in comparison to type 1 diabetic Subjects, patients with type 2 diabetes exhibited higher fatigue scores, notably in these dimensions, in general fatigue, in physical fatigue, reduced activity, and greater levels of inflammatory markers that correlated with indexes of fat, of adiposity. Now, what I just told you is embarking on a low-carb diet will increase your mitochondria, can help lift your fatigue. Type 2 diabetes, people with type 2 diabetes, they have fatigue because of all this blood sugar as well.
Our bodies are not equipped to operate on so much blood sugar. In fact, your brain actually will prefer ketones. And I know that science and medicine continues to call our blood sugar burning metabolism our main source of energy, but really it's our fat burning metabolism as well. It's only in the presence of carbohydrates that the body switches from burning fat to burning carbs, right? So we always want to find the underlying cause of fatigue. And coming back to sleep, again, for most adults, the amount of sleep that's necessary is between six and eight hours. So those who are having the most fatigue or complaining of the most fatigue are sleeping less than six hours. Well, there's a study that finds active early risers are happier and mentally stronger. This attests to having healthy circadian rhythms to help combat your fatigue. You want to go to bed and wake up around the same time every day. Maybe you're not going to do that on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, but at least most days of the week. What they found, older adults who consistently get up early remain active throughout the day. They're happier and perform better on cognitive tests than those with irregular activity patterns, according to a new study by, led by the University of Pittsburgh researchers. And these findings, they were published online in the Journal of the American Medical Association Psychiatry, suggest that patterns of activity, not just activity intensity, are important for healthy aging and mental health. And if, again, coming back to sleep, People who are rising early, they're getting sufficient sleep. They're going to bed at a reasonable hour. They have a reasonable bedtime, right? They're, they're saving the hippocampus. That's the part of the brain responsible for memory. When we don't sleep enough, when our circadian rhythms are, have been, you know, imploded, when, when you're, doing a lot of uh, uh, traveling across time zones when you're very busy, when you're not permitting yourself to get the required sleep, you're essentially shrinking your hippocampus. And that's why you can't remember things as well as you used to. It's not just a function of aging. But there's something about getting, getting going early, staying active all day, and following the same routine each day that seems to be protecting older Adults, we know that physical activity also increases, especially aerobic activity, you know, cardio. And that's what you get with a lot of physical activity, even if it's things like gardening and house cleaning and all of that. It gives us BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. And that also helps with our mental functioning and our memory. What's exciting about these findings is that activity patterns are under voluntary control, which means that making intentional changes to one's daily routine can improve health and wellness. This is something I remember about my mother. She was always up 5, 5.30, 6 a.m. most days of the week and going, going all day long, all day long. And that's when she was happiest. To learn more about daily activity patterns in the U.S., based older adults and identify links with mental health and cognition. <clears throat> These researchers, they recruited 1800 senior citizens aged over 65. 
These participants wore accelerometers. These are movement detecting devices often found in smartphones and exercise trackers on their wrists for seven days to measure activity. And they completed questionnaires to assess depression symptoms and cognitive function. The analysis showed that about 38% of participants rose early in the morning, stayed active throughout the day, and had consistent daily routines. Having a structured day is so important. Many older adults had robust patterns. They get up before 7 a.m. on average, and they keep going. They stay active for 15 hours or so each day. They also tend to follow the same pattern day in and day out. said the researchers. And lo and behold, those same adults were happier, less depressed, and had better cognitive function than other participants. Think about it. They had purpose. They had purposeful days. They went through their days with intention in their activities. Another group comprising about 32% of participants similarly had consistent daily patterns, but were active for an average of just 13 and a half hours each day because they rose later in the morning or settled down earlier in the evening. This group had more depression symptoms and poorer cognition than the early risers. Quote, most uh, people often think about activity intensity being important for health, but it might be the duration of activity that matters more, say the researchers. This is a different way of thinking about activity. You may not need to be sprinting or running a marathon, but simply staying engaged with activities throughout the day. Now, the remaining 30% of participants had disrupted activity patterns in which periods of activity were erratic throughout the day and inconsistent across days. These adults had the highest rates of depression and performed worse on cognitive tests. According to the researchers, the relationship between mental health and activity patterns likely goes both ways. Depression or cognitive impairment can make it harder to follow a consistent routine, right? And conversely, having a disrupted activity rhythm may worsen these symptoms. Quote, our findings suggest that activity pattern disruption is very common and associated with health problems in older adults. The relationship is likely bi-directional. So the good news is we think that simple changes, things that everyone can try, can restore regular activity patterns and doing so may improve health. Now this research team are developing interventions to test their hypothesis that modifying behaviors to develop more consistent daily routines will boost cognition and improve mental health in adults. So the first step to developing that consistent routine and getting better sleep is waking up at the same time each day, no matter how tired you are. You must go to bed at a reasonable hour, and remember, European natural medicine informs us that our most restorative sleep occurs between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. We all need to be getting to bed by then, really, by 10, 10, 10.30. And the other thing, say the researchers, is having a real, realistic plan to keep active 
through the whole day. And that can be hard, especially if you're in a slump or if you're recovering from an injury. So you want to be reasonable. Make a list of activities you enjoy and schedule them. So time cues help the body's internal clock. This can also assist in creating a stable routine. These include sunlight, exercise, and eating. That's why I always say it's important to have regular meal times. You want to eat your breakfast, lunches, dinners at approximately the same time each day. Most people are aware of the importance of good sleep and exercise, but the researchers think that what's missing from this picture is the daily or circadian pattern of activity. Having something to wake up for each morning and having a full day that you find purposeful and rewarding might be what's important for us sleeping well at night and aging well. Amen to that. So please send me your questions, topics of interest to questions at drhoffman.net. And I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.